Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello, I'm Claire Venice. And I'm Joff Lacey. Music is in the air. And art is all around us in this week's Peapod. If you love Petersfield... I love the square. The hangers. The open-air swimming pool. Lots of fun shops. Then the Peapod loves you. It's just a nice town. Everything Petersfield is in the Peapod with Claire Venice and Joff Lacey. Thank you for joining us in the Peapod. We're bringing you a fun-packed creative episode this week with art and music. But don't worry, Claire and I won't be singing. We find out about a new art studio coming to Petersfield soon, offering collections from local artisans. And hear about the Petersfield Orchestra's upcoming concert, as well as a jazz festival coming to town next year. The P stands for Petersfield. Petersfield is special to me. The Peapod. Hello, Claire. How Hello, are you? Hello, I'm very well, thank How's you. your week been? That was a bit sing-songy, actually. Yeah. I was... Well, I, I thought blend in with the uh, the theme of the week. Music vibe. Music That's vibe, as, yes. It's as singy as we'll get. I promise, promise, promise. <laughs> I had a good week, thank you, Joff. My daughter came back from uni this weekend. Right. With two friends. So oh, nice. Um, really nice to see them, for the time that we did see them. <laughs> <laughs> and did they? did you feed them properly? Fed them, hopefully a lot, and Good. gave them bags to take back. Right. Um, they've got about five weeks to go now until they break up for Christmas. But really, really nice to see them. It's turned a bit cold, hasn't it? It's chilly, yeah. I was, we were recording this Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. I spent the morning at the War Memorial recording the uh, service for Shine Radio. And I don't think I've warmed up. Oh, it's horrible when you get that cold. Yeah. Did your feet get cold? Feet got cold, uh, but it was a huge turnout yet again. Between 1,500 and 2,000 people, they reckon. Oh, that's amazing. So and I got near the front. So, uh, so that was nice. That was nice. So, Claire. <laughs> you got near the front. What were you doing? Well, I was, hold- I was holding the, my, like oh. that, the Zoom recorder, like that. I thought you meant to join in. <laughs> well, I used to be in the uh, ATC, so I have actually done that when I was 15. So about 35 years ago, okay. I did march down the high street. And, of course, you played a character in Birdsong. I did, yes. With the Winton Players. With the Winton Players. And as, as you know, I've just said before, my great-great-great-uncle is on the War Memorial, Charles Headley Lacey. So, uh, yes, it was, it was a lovely, lovely service and turnout again, which is... Petersfield does itself proud with things like this. Yeah, and the next one, Joff, I think might be the Christmas light switch on, followed yes. by the Christmas market. Yes, so... Uh-huh. Christmas lights turn up. Have you prepared what we're going to say, Claire? Not Cause really. Because I've been watching. Well, I haven't. It's been in the background. The much better half does like Christmas films. They're already on. Oh, no, really? <laughs> it's only mid-November. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, I went to watch something I'd recorded. And it was only a couple of weeks ago. But it's halfway down because there's about half a dozen Christmas movies. <laughs> already recorded to watch. <laughs> I tell you what, it's the same thing every film. So, woman meets man, met them years ago, didn't see them for a while. Something happened, he bails her out, it's all lovey-dovey, let's have some Christmas songs. Oh, that's lovely. It's but not, Claire. There's some comfort in that, <laughs> no, isn't there? There is some comfort. It's not. I'm not a massive fan of them either, but <laughs> I can see why people would really like them. So, well, I'd love your inspiration then, Joff, if you fancy helping out with the script. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're halfway there. <laughs> so, Claire, we are in. We're in the Sage and Salt studio. New studio opening up, showcasing lots of 
art creativity from local artists. And I believe you yourself, you do, you do like to do a bit of painting. And I believe your work is going to be showcased here. Is that correct? It is, John. Now, Claire, it why is. are you shy? It's a confidence thing. I have painted all my life. Uh, my mum was an incredible artist, actually, and enjoyed painting too. So it was around me growing up. And I love doing it. Art GCSE, oh, I think, I don't think I had the most inspirational teacher. And Name them. it put me off. <laughs> <laughs> it put me off a little bit. And um, I think if you don't have someone that inspires you and, and keeps you going, you, you know, mm. you, you sort of crawl back into a little corner and, and don't right. do it. But it was when the girls were little and they'd go for a nap and I wanted to do something creative. So I'd create a little small... 20 by 20 canvas paintings. Of? Uh, usually flowers, bright flowers, on using acrylic paint because it dries really quickly. So it was a little project I could do. And actually, I really enjoy doing it. I haven't done it for a while. I need to get back into it because it's, you know, it doesn't take long when you're doing something small like that. And it does make you feel, it stops, makes you stop, you know, and, and relax a little bit. And I think I probably could do with a bit more of that. So <laughs> Sarah Jane Beecher, who is opening up the studio here, has very kindly offered me a space. So I will be exhibiting and hopefully selling some of my art. Good luck. Thank Because it's not something I'm very good at. Art. Nothing at all? Nothing at all. Well, your creativity, I suppose, comes out on stage, John. I can sing, I can dance. Potentially. <laughs> not now. <laughs> not now. Yeah. Doesn't make good radio. Watching me, watching me dance. <laughs> but yes, and, and that's how I'll be hitting the stage very soon in art. Oh yes, tell us the dates. Thursday the thirtieth of November through to Saturday the second of December, Strood Village Hall. Oh, it is, of course. Yeah, that's not far from here. No. Well, I'm, I must admit, going back to the studio, it's it's a massive space here. Yes, where the studio is going to be. Can't wait to see it when it opens up. <laughs> we love to hear from you, so if you have a story you'd like us to cover or would just like to say hi, please do call or WhatsApp us on 01730 555 500. Or you can email team at shineradio.uk. Coming up, we find out why a biology teacher is now curating an art gallery and the Petersfield Orchestra warm up for their autumn concert. But first, don't forget to join us on November 24th. Here's a little reminder. Get ready for the big Christmas switch on with Shine Radio. It's Joff and Claire, live in the square as the lights go on across the town. And it's all happening on Friday the 24th of November. Illuminating Claire. Joff Lacey and Claire Venice host the light switch on live in the square. We'll have live music, loads of fun. And the countdown to the moment the mayor throws the switch to light up Petersfield. Join Joff and Claire live in the square. See you on Friday the 24th. 4th of November. Petersfield's Shine Radio. The Sage and Salt Studio hopes to create a hub for the vibrant local artistic community, showcasing and selling an extensive collection of products created by local artists. It will also offer workshops and classes in its inspirational surroundings, from pottery, painting and woodwork. There's something for everyone at whatever skill level. And here to tell us all about it is creator and owner Sarah Jane Beecher. Hello, Sarah Jane. Hello. Well, congratulations. We are stood in the shop and I believe you've only just got the keys. Yes, literally a couple of days ago. So it's all been very busy. How does it feel to be in here getting ready? Exciting, but slightly scary. <laughs> and when's the open day? The 2nd of December, Saturday at 10am. And how long have you been planning to open this? 
Uh, I started to think of the idea last year, but really properly think of it in the summer. Um, and I never thought I would ever do anything like this. I'm quite a risk adverse person, but I just thought it's something Peterville needs. And if I don't do it, someone else will. And um, so I just went for it. Good for you. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> You've got to take that deep breath sometime, haven't yes. you? Just give it a go. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of people would know you as a biology teacher yes. at TPS. But That's they might true. not know that you're an artist as well. Yes, it all came about by accident. It all seems, um, it's all come about very organically. Um, my children wanted to create some artwork one day, one rainy day in March a few years ago. And we like beachcombing, so we collected a lot of sea glass and shells. And we sat down and created some artwork with that. And I just enjoyed it so much that I carried on and obviously started selling them to my friends and family first and then opened up an Etsy shop initially. And then here we are a few years later with an actual shop. That's an incredible journey. Yeah. And what's the reception been like for local artists wanting to have their, their products in the shop here? overwhelming um i haven't really advertised it very much at all a couple of posts on peterville pulse um and i've had over 100 applications um i've now got a waiting list because i feel like i'm full obviously until we've got everything in here i'm not sure if we're fully um, finished yet but yes people can still apply but it's on a waiting list basis at the moment so does that mean you've given up the teaching no (laughs) (laughs) I'm still working part-time Monday to Wednesday at TPS um, but my mum will be here in the shop uh, manning the shop on those days and then I'll be here Thursday to Saturday that sounds like a fun juggle yes (laughs) bless your mum yeah (laughs) so what kind of artists have you got that are going to be in the shop here it is an extensive range so you've got lots of wildlife artists um, not just paintings but we've got wall paintings as well Uh, lots of pottery ceramics um, jewelry some really different types of jewelry like sea glass jewelry and then some really high-end gemstone jewelry Um, lots of greetings cards and watercolor and anything you can think of really and they're, they're from local artists yeah yeah, local is in sort of Hampshire and surrounding areas, but there's a lot of Petersfield artists. Yeah. So did it surprise you how many people yes. are around here? Yeah, definitely. I know that there is a big art scene in Petersfield, and I just think that having this hub here will, will serve the community really well. Now, I believe you're going to be running some workshops and classes, is that right? Yes, that's true. Um, as an artist myself, one of the things I... Um, started doing a few years ago was to run my own workshops people love to sit and have a creative afternoon Um, so I wanted to find a shop that was big enough to actually have a decent space for workshops Um, lots of different workshops we've already got them on the website and so they're ready to book and you've got jewelry workshops card making workshops you've got my own sea glass workshops that you can do and many more to come because drawing and creating art doesn't come naturally to everyone, does it? Because I no. cannot draw for toffee. <laughs> it was as soon as I could give up art at school, it went out the window. But yeah. but when you know you've got a flair, it, it's it's really something, isn't it? Yeah, and I think if even if you don't feel like you do have a flair, it's a nice to come out for a morning or an afternoon and just be with friends or be with people you don't even know, make some new friends, and just sit and chill out. Yeah, it's, you, and there's lo- lots on offer, so you don't have to be good at drawing or painting. 
So you mentioned the shop is going to open on Saturday the 2nd of December. Yes. We haven't actually mentioned whereabouts it is. Yes. <laughs> Where is it and what, are you going to have something special on that day? Yes, certainly. It is at Four Swan Street, opposite Nationwide. It used to be Beeman's. Um, so it's a lovely big space. We're going to have some free workshops happening on the day. They're just drop-in. You'd have to book on those. Um, some live demonstrations from artists. And there will be a prize draw for a hamper, which will include lots of products from artists that are exhibiting in the shop. And what are you most excited about? I'm most excited about showcasing the talent that there is in the local area. Being an ambassador for all those people that want to sell their work to the public and, and actually for people of Petersfield and, and surrounding areas to have somewhere to come to not only find some really beautiful handcrafted products that are really unique that you can't just go to any other shop to buy um, and also you know be that hub for creativity with the workshops. So people can purchase the art and things like that. Yeah. Who's deciding on the price? Because obviously mm-hmm. you've got a painter, a sculptor, whatever, they've obviously got a, a figure in mind. Mm-hmm. Who, who actually decides what that should be sold for that's the artists themselves yeah so they set their prices um and i i'm just here to sell it on their behalf now the name sage and salt that's the name of the studio here yes. where did that come from i wanted to bring in elements of both earth and sea you know we're, we live in an area that we we're in the countryside but we're also quite close to the sea as well and artwork by the local artist tends to be inspired by nature a lot of applications I've had are inspired by nature and then the studio part of the name is is because we're going to run lots of workshops and be a an art studio well it's a really exciting time for you and to open the shop the beginning of December so lots of opportunities (laughs) for Christmas shopping Sarah Jane it's been lovely to talk to you thank you very much for telling us more about Sage and Salt Studio best of luck with it thank you The P stands for Petersfield. It's a lovely area, lovely people, lovely atmosphere. The P-Pod. The Petersfield Orchestra rehearses and performs three new concerts throughout the year in November, March and June, with the March concert forming part of the popular Petersfield Musical Festival. This November marks the 97th season of the Petersfield Orchestra, which takes pride in being part of musical life in Petersfield. And Claire met with music director Robin Browning to find out more about that upcoming concert. Hi Robin, lovely to see you again. Good evening, hello. Thank you very much for inviting me to a rehearsal for the Petersfield Orchestra. How are rehearsals going? Uh, They're going very well ahead of our concert. On the Thursday the 16th of November, uh, things are going fabulously well. We've got a really, really extraordinarily dense but incredible programme that's certainly not short of notes but we're you know we're we're certainly getting there it's sounding great we are in a break for the rehearsals at the moment so there's still some musicians playing in the background so can you give us a sneak peek of what to expect in this november concert i think this is it's a bit of an eclectic mix of russian and finnish music with certainly in the first half of the gig there's a subtle or maybe not quite so subtle nod towards the festive season because we have we open with Prokofiev's Lieutenant Kije, which is a fascinating piece, but that contains... People often forget that that contains the very famous Troika that comes out every Christmas time. That's embedded as one of the movements in that. An absolutely brilliant piece, um, full of real humour and, and, and sardonic wit and, and, and all the rest, and lots of snow and lots of sleigh bells. And then 
we follow that with the suite from uh, Tchaikovsky's ever-popular Nutcracker suite, which of course comes out every Christmas, and some people go, oh, not the Nutcracker, but the, they tend to forget that it is an absolute glowing masterpiece. It really is, and it's played every year for a reason, which is it's just breathtakingly brilliant music. So we're doing a suite from that, um, and then after the interval, we head to Finland for... Still a bit of snow and ice. Um, Sibelius's first symphony. Um, so not quite so obviously Christmas-themed, but certainly uh, got a northern tinge to it. That's our, uh, our programme for this concert. Sounds great. Who chooses the music then for each concert? We kind of get together in a huddle, myself and a couple of key people in the orchestra, um, early in each calendar year, and we tend to programme for the coming season or we programme sometimes a season ahead. So we're planning one and a half, two years ahead. It depends on how we're dealing with things. So we juggle dates and we juggle uh, soloists, soloist availability, what kind of a programme we might want to go, uh, pieces that we might want to play that we've not performed for some time, pieces that we know the audience love, balanced with pieces that we think that the audience might not even know. It's all got to be balanced because you can't perform things that nobody knows. And on the other hand, you can't perform things that are just overdone, tired old war horses. You can't, uh, you can't do that either. And so we try and keep a balance with everything. And as with all things in life, you can't always get it spot on. But we think we're doing pretty well, I think, with our programming. You mentioned soloists. Last year, this time last year, you had Lucy, who is a fantastic trumpet player. Mm -hmm. We spoke to her in the Peapod. Do you have soloists in this concert? Uh, there are no soloists in this concert. That's what makes this concert a little bit different. Um, but we decided to do a gig without a soloist just because we kind of designed this programme and it worked very well without one. But it's quite rare that we have a concert with no solo item. I mean, of course, there are soloists spotted around the orchestra, left, right and centre, woodwind soloists, horn soloists, trumpeters, piccolos, snare drummers violin soloists, but they're all players that are drawn from the orchestra, the fabulous players in the Petersfield Orchestra. Uh, they're not, you know, perhaps glamorous guest soloists from the big musical capitals of the world and all the rest of it, but we, we are welcoming some more soloists back for the remainder of the season. How many members are involved in the orchestra at the moment? I think on a regular rehearsal night, we're looking at about 45 people, 40 to 45 people when everybody's here. It's, it's quite a number of people. When we go live on stage, you're looking at probably 60, 65 people, including, you know, a pretty large string section and then the extras that generally tend to come in on the day, like a harpist or a percussion section or a celeste player, all the double basses and so on. So we sport quite a big... Yeah, we pretty much much fill or it's pretty it's like sardines a little bit uh the the performance area the, the stage space in the petersfield festival hall and musicians just from this area pretty much oh yeah absolutely i mean yes some extra players come from further afield sometimes uh some very talented conservatoire and music college players from london come and kind of stiffen the back of the violin section for example that kind of thing but yeah the vast majority of players are local players whether you know very gifted amateurs or young players or or, or professional players or that kind of uh, middle ground you know semi-professional players who do a lot of pro playing as well. Talented bunch. So you're also the conductor for the orchestra. When did you start conducting? Oh, donkey's years ago. Um, I, I mean, I started when I was at school a little bit and I got the bug when I was at school and I started, I kind of really went to town with it when I was at university. And then 
you know, then I went to music college after uni, and then I kind of thought, I really want to do this conducting thing, and I had no idea how to begin. And I was, at the time, living up in rural Yorkshire, before the time of the internet, and I kind of just started researching everything as well as I could, and writing to people on the other side of the Atlantic or in, in Germany and so on. And I kind of picked up little threads, and I went and studied a bit here, studied a bit there, studied a bit everywhere. Eventually, I studied with Musin, Ilya Musin, who's one of the great luminaries of conducting teaching, and I kind of built things up from there. And now I'm kind of lucky enough to be in the position where I conduct a lot of orchestras. I have a handful of orchestras that I conduct regularly, quite a, an active guest conducting schedule whenever I can make the, the timings work, the schedule work. And I'm now teaching it. I'm now teaching conducting um, all over the place. I teach at the University of Southampton where I run the conducting course and I'm professor of conducting for the British Army. So I work with very gifted bandmasters and or upcoming bandmasters and uh, you know, the upcoming generation of directors of music in the British Army, which is a relatively new role for me, but it's a job I love. I just love teaching it. I just, you know, it's, you've built a passion around something and you've developed a skill for it. I just think, you know, I, I just feel honoured to kind of pass it on to the next generation of, of, of conductors, the conductors of tomorrow. It's always interesting watching a conductor. It's wonderful to go to a concert and listen to the beautiful music, but the conductor is also an interesting person to watch whilst the concert takes place. Are you aware of that, that it's it is a, a very much a performance. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think the conductor... I mean, there are plenty of conductors, and I'm probably guilty of it myself sometimes. There are plenty of conductors who can become overly uh, like a showman or, or showboating a little bit. I think we're all, we're all guilty of that to a certain extent. But, and I think there's an element where, you know, the conductor is seen to be bringing the music, giving it some kind of like a visual element. I think that if you're conducting properly, that's not actually what's happening. What you're doing is you're not responding to the music. You're showing the orchestra exactly how you want the music to be shaped, pacing it, moulding it in front of everyone's eyes and ears. It just might look like you're kind of giving a bit of an, a visual guided tour to the audience, but that's, unless you're showboating, that's genuinely what should be happening, is you're basically, as a conductor, you're trying to go on a journey with the orchestra and basically steer the orchestra through, through that piece of music as you see it as a musician. And how is it being a part of the Petersfield Orchestra and conducting the orchestra here? Oh, I love this orchestra. It's always been an orchestra I've been terribly fond of. I mean, that's one of the many reasons why I came back and I'm still loving what I do with them. They're such a good bunch. They're such a giving bunch. They can be extraordinarily musical. There's some great musicians on stage. And, and I really love the Petersfield crowd, the Petersfield audience, and you know some of the best audiences in Petersfield. They really genuinely are. You can really, really uh, feel that a Petersfield audience are genuinely listening. They really try to understand. They really try to come on that journey with you. And there's a real tangible sense during Petersfield Orchestra concerts that on both both sides of the podium, you know, the orchestra on one side and the audience behind me, that we're all in the same boat together going on a bit of a journey. And I love that. That's what keeps me uh, doing what I do. Well, I've got to let you get back to conducting this orchestra for Thank this you. rehearsal. Can you mind us again the details of the concert, please? So this is the Petersfield Orchestra concert on Thursday the 16th of November at the Festival Hall in Petersfield. Three amazing pieces of music. The Prokofiev Lieutenant Kije Suite with the world-famous Troika in it, the Tchaikovsky Nutcracker Suite and Sibelius's absolutely extraordinary Symphony Number no. 1. Robin, thank you very much for talking to me and best of luck with this year's concert. Thank you so much, thank you. Coming up, all you cool jazz cats are set to get a treat. But first, Chris Skinner is back with the latest What's On Guide. The Peapod Events Guide. What's on in the Petersphere? Thursday the 16th of November is the National Theatre's Skylight at the Phoenix Arts Centre in Borden starting at 7pm. 
Friday the 17th is Freddie Saxo and Pete Roth at 30 The High Street, Petersfield, performing jazz music from 7pm and tickets are £17. Friday the 17th, Steep Film Society are showing the Woody Harlson film Champions. Tickets are £5 and it begins at 7.30pm. Saturday the 18th, Froxfield Choir are performing with Amanda Cook at St Peter's Church, High Cross, Froxfield. Tickets are £15 and the performance begins at 7.30pm. And you can see full details of many more events like these in our online events guide. It's at shineradio.uk. If you're running an event, get it in the guide at shineradio.uk. Rehab Blues and Soul have been a much-loved Petersphere band, playing cool jazz, blues and soul to live audiences in Hampshire and beyond. Cole and Livy also run the Strange Fruit Jazz Club. But with their last rehab concert this past weekend, what's next for the talented duo? New Shine Radio volunteer Maggie discovers more. Hello, this is Maggie Munt for Petersfield Shine Radio. I'm talking with Liv and Cole, who run the Strange Fruit Jazz Club at Gallery Number 30 in the High Street in Petersfield. We're here today to talk about their new venture, the Petersfield Jazz Festival, which is taking place June the 1st, 2024. Yes, that's right. Hi, thanks for having us. Um, Thank you. Lovely to have you. So can you tell us a little bit about the Jazz Festival? Yeah. We've been running Strange Fruit now for two years and we're amazed, a monthly jazz club, and we've been amazed that it's been sold out every single month. Mm -hmm. So we decided that it would be terrific to have a jazz festival in Petersfield because there obviously seems to be the eagerness for one and demand for jazz in this area and it's not catered for anywhere else so that's why we're holding the festival and has it always been a desire to have a festival oh absolutely yeah we've we've always loved jazz and we've always wanted a jazz club and um it just seemed the natural kind of thing to do after the jazz club really didn't it have a festival and also we've played lots and lots of festivals over the past few years with our band rehab so we know how festivals work and we really enjoy them, and we yeah. think people in Petersfield should be able to enjoy a jazz festival. So I believe some of the artists you're bringing to the jazz festival have played at the Fruit Club, Strange yeah. Fruit Club, sorry. Yeah. So what sort of jazz do they play, your well, lineup? Yeah, well, jazz is a very... Um, like a big umbrella, isn't it? Yeah, there's so many different types of jazz. It's not trad jazz or anything like that. I'd say... It's closer to the American songbook and contemporary jazz. It's, it's, it's not like modern jazz. It's not difficult to understand or to listen. It's quite easy listening, but I don't want to use that term, easy listening, because that's, mm. that's wrong. Basically, we just um, like a melody. We like to be able to hear a sort of melody in the jazz that we that play at our club, don't we? So yeah, it's not, yeah, we do. <laughs> but it's very much, you know, the, these artists are top of the game. And they're internationally renowned artists. We're so lucky to be able to have them come to Peaceville to play at this festival. I believe one of your headliners, let me just check the name, Funkestra? Yeah. A quote from a guitar magazine actually said, a near-perfect slice of jazz funk from one of Europe's great players. So that's actually quite exciting that you're going to have someone so renowned, really. Mm. Yeah, the whole bands um, in Funkestra, all of them have played with... All the big names you, you could imagine as session musicians or what have you. Um, Stefan, who runs Funkestra, he is 
as the name implies, is really into funk and we'll have jazz, jazz funk. funk yeah. um, but he's done a, a homage to uh, Joni Mitchell. And Joni Mitchell on her website said that the album that he did was one of the best she's heard of her songs. Mm. So we have a, he has an incredible singer with him, uh, Joe Harmon, who again is widely regarded as being one of the best vocalists in the UK, if not Europe, singing. And they're going to be doing um, Joni Mitchell covers, but kind of funking them up a bit. It's a show which sold out for two consecutive nights at Ronnie Scott's last month. People couldn't get tickets to go um, to it. And we're going to have them in Petersfield. And we're going to have them in oh, Petersfield, that's yeah. That's very exciting. Yeah. And another um, of your bands coming as the Full Circle Quartet. Yeah. If anyone has been, any of the listeners has been to Strange Fruit, they'll, they'll know Terry, Terry Pack, who's the double bass player. And Terry is also a composer. And he's put together this band, the Full Circle, who... Um, they have a, a stunning saxophonist, lady saxophonist, playing with them as well. Claire Martin on Radio 3 sort of said that, you know, the album that they produce is set to take Europe by storm. And it's all, it's kind of very relevant because it's um, to do with the South Downs. The whole, all the music has been inspired by the South Downs. Terry lives down in, um, just outside Brighton. Brighton yeah. And so he's, he's inspired by walking the downs and the music reflects that. I did see the name of their album, South Down Sweet. Yeah, that's mm. it. And a lot of names on there which sort of were familiar, actually. And I, there was one tune I listened to called Chalk and Flint, mm. which to me, not that I'm particularly musical in any shape or form, vaguely reminded me of uh, the Pink Panther for some reason. <laughs> really? um, <laughs> And I sort of imagined myself creeping around. Anyway, I, I really liked it, really liked it. Good, good. And you have a few other guests as well? Hmm? Yeah, we, we've got eight bands in total. So we're going to start playing at um, 12.30 and it finishes at 10 o'clock at night. And we've put together a really tight schedule where we're going to be changing bands over within 15 minutes, which is a bit of a challenge. So, yeah, so that's a, a pretty amazing lineup, actually. Yeah, for, it, for to be honest, it's far better than I imagined. When we first thought about having the jazz festival, I, I never dreamt that we'd get a lineup as good as this. I mean, you know, and festivals are, are only as good as, as the artists who are playing, and these mm. artists are just unbelievably good. I mean, they're mm. top ranking jazz players. So musicians. how big will the festival be? Um, it's going to be a boutique festival. Ooh. So it's going to be very special. There's only going to be a maximum of 400 tickets. It's in the grounds of Church's College, which is beautiful. Mm. It's all under a marquee. So we've got a 15 metre by 30 metre clear span marquee. Well, I'm visualising a gin and tonic, listening to Absolutely. some gorgeous music. Mm. I mean, the, the stalls, the food and drink stalls we, we're going to have, um, suppliers, we're being very selective on them. And um, there'll be a gin and tonic stall, certainly. And there's going to be some fantastic food we're, we're looking mm. at, you know. So um, it'd be different. It'd be yeah. different food and different drink. And yeah, not there's the going to be. Festivals we'll have a chill out tent as well, special. because, you know, you listen to a lot of jazz, but I think it'd be nice to have a, an area where you can just go and chill out and maybe lie on some cushions or there'll be some tables and chairs. You could have your meal there and. Have a drink and just, and just chill. Mm, yeah, chill and chill and chat. Yeah, chill and chat, and mm. and yeah, it's, it's, it should be a really good festival. Yeah. So what I really want to know is where will I buy my tickets? Ah, online. 
So tickets are available at www.petersfieldjazzfest.com. That's fest, F-E-S-T, dot com. And tickets are available there. There's a link on the Strange Fruits website as well. If you go to the ticket page, there's a link there that will take you to the um, Peaceful Fest. Or you could go into gallery number 30 in the high street, which is just opposite the War Memorial. And it's a lovely place to have a coffee and cake or something to eat. And you can buy your tickets there as well, over the counter. Well, that's lovely. Well, I look forward to a very successful first Petersfield Jazz festival. Yeah, we hope to keep yeah. this going. Um, yeah. This could be going be 15 years' thing. time, it'd be like Glastonbury, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's lovely. Well, good luck and thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. And that's it for this week's Peapod. Thank you for joining us. Thanks also to our guests as well as to our editor, M. Sefton Smith, and of course, the Shine Radio team. So from Joff and I this week, bye! bye. Get ready for the big Christmas switch on with Shine Radio. It's Joff and Claire, live in the square as the lights go on across the town. And it's all happening on Friday the 24th of November. Illuminating Claire. Joff Lacey and Claire Venice host the light switch on live in the square. We'll have live music, loads of fun. And the countdown to the moment the mayor throws the switch to light up Petersfield. Join Joff and Claire live in the square. See you on Friday the 24th of November. Petersfield's Shine Radio. Shine.